0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. So if you you do it his way, you do it with his motives, you do it his, his way, He's gonna give the increase. Now watch this. Who determines the bumper crop? Every farmer knows that they sow the seed, they fertilize, they, they do their part. But only God can make it a bumper crop. Only God can, okay? Your dependency is on God. So I hope, I pray to God that you get that. Amen. I am going to say this, make this statement now. 2022, righteousness will flourish. I didn't say that we wasn't going to have difficulties, but the righteous will flourish the wicked's dominance over this generation is deteriorating are you understanding i just want you to let that sink in we'll get into that maybe next sunday glory to god and i'm sure that everybody is just so full of celebration right i'm going to introduce a new law to you okay and we're going to talk about it for a little while this morning and uh, glory to God God works with systems everything in life has a proper order a system just means proper order okay and the f- first thing that I've ever found out and we've talked about this for months but the more I, the more I look into it the more I see It's throughout the Bible. Too many times, I know as a kid being brought up in the church, we have made law and grace opposite forces. Who influenced the solar system? Who placed it in order? All right. It is God's grace that created the solar system and put it in proper order. The law of gravity is one of those things that I'm grateful for the law of gravity. So many Christians, uh, don't want to, they want to do away with the law of gravity. You'll get this in a minute. They don't have Your feet is planted on earth right now. Your heart is from heaven. But your feet is planted on earth. And too many Christians have been unreal on earth. They've been plastic. Turn to your neighbor and say, I know exactly who he's talking about. We've all played the plastic game. Are you following me? Now listen very carefully. Abraham... Believe God and God counted it or gave him a credit card for righteousness. Jesus has come along and there is no more credit. The credit bill has been paid. You can live the righteous life because it's His righteousness that he's furnishing. Are you understanding? Abraham, God dealt with him before Jesus came. And when you first start off, God will give you credit. But Jesus came along and fulfilled that credit. Are are you getting the understanding here? Don't, don't misunderstand it. When you start off, you start off as a baby. Your family gives you credit. One of these days, you're going to grow up. That's why we change your diaper, feed your bottle, wake up in the middle of the night when you're disrupting us. And we just love you, you cute little thing, you. But one of these days, you're going to grow up, and we ain't going to change your diaper no more. One of these days, you're going to grow up, and you're going to have to feed yourself, cook your own meals, wash your own dishes. Are you following me? So we give you credit when you're a baby and you're cute. But if you're 20 years old and you're still sucking your thumb, you ain't cute no more. And God's been dealing with the church. Jesus is not coming back for a bottle-sucking church. He's coming back for a glorious church that is listen carefully he's making it glorious by the way that is compatible with him you would think and you would look at it as absurdity and abuse and we've seen that in our generation where there are people men that marry six- and seven-year, nine-, ten-year-old girls. That's abuse. I don't care what you think. It's abuse. Okay? Why would you think that Jesus is coming back for a relationship with his body and we still suck the bottle? That would be abuse. He's bringing back a glorious church. Now, with that understanding, we've got to begin to comprehend some things. God works with systems. Okay? He's the one, His grace influenced the solar system. And set laws in order to govern that system. And for years we've heard about grace and people have done away with the law. The law of Moses was given to govern externally. It was never given to create a new heart. Okay, now, when we get a new heart and a heart God created, you are to live at the center of your heart and quit trying to believe with your head. You believe with your heart. God created the system. Your heart, and when we talk about heart, we're we're not talking about the physical heart right now. We're talking about this the spiritual man, the center of your being, the real you that makes your body live. Without your spirit, your body's dead. Okay, the center of your being. And when Jesus came, he came to give us a new heart so that the righteousness of those external laws would have the power source of the heart to fulfill it. Now, let's just take it in our society for a moment. Our country is based on a system of freedom and has laws that govern it. Laws are very simply nothing more than principles based on truth that define correct procedure. When you do away with law or lawlessness, it is is ignoring those truths that govern that law and therefore creates confusion or a disruption of the system. For example, we want to do away with law enforcement. That's what our generation has said, do away with law enforcement. Doing away with law enforcement now gives way to confusion. A disruption of harmonious procedure that causes the system to work, thereby giving each individual the freedom to follow the system. And tyranny comes in its place. Law enforcement, according to the New Testament, are ministers of God. Now, do do they all act like ministers? No. Let me ask you a question. Do you always act like a minister of God? Okay. The law will take care... Of abuse if you let the system work. The number one law that we have is based upon a word given to our founding fathers the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Those are principles or truths that governed our American system. When those laws are ignored, it creates the confusion that's in our society today. Listen very carefully. Politics is dirty because the church has ignored the system. Are you following me? It ignores the system. And it thinks that the church is supposed to be a word enforcer to our generation. Now, we can't change people's hearts, but we can point them in the right direction and understand their consequences for abuse of freedom. Are you, are, are you getting this? I'm going to show you some scripture here in a minute, kind of shake you up a little bit. I disagree strongly with some charismatics that think that we have no responsibility to be involved with politics. I disagree strongly. Any area that's been vacated by the church goes into abuse of that system. Okay? Any area. Business, entertainment, ha, family. Family. God has set these things up because they are eternal truths. Truths, listen very carefully, truths do not lie, they're consistent, they're not based on a whim or an emotion. When you begin to understand these things, you understand that faith is a law. let me back up here. The old system called the world, the old creation, is confused, messed up, and it is never going to change. What has, what Jesus came to do was give us the new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new and all things are of God. Now, let me ask you a question. This is, this, this is, one of the biggest fallacies. I, I really get frustrated with this is Not everything that's in the old, not everything is of God except in the new creation. What do you think he did away with the old creation? What do you think he came to give us a new creation? If the old creation wasn't messed up, why did he come to give us a new creation? Okay. And a man must be born again to be a new creation. Where does he start with? The heart external laws can't govern the heart however it can restrict the abuse until the heart is changed. the answer to America the answer to America is not politics it's not money it's God. as the church understands this we'll understand the value of of evangelizing will understand the value of sharing these truths because we're motivated by the law of love. To keep quiet, to keep silent when you may be persecuted or made fun of is to not walk in love because you're thinking more about your persecution than you are the benefit of our society and some churches some ministries don't want the harassment don't disturb my little theatrics here and so therefore they they want business as usual pretense without truth God is calling the church to awake, like the song said, but to wake up to maturity, wisdom. We talk about this, the number one law that governs the new creation, the very one that energizes and makes all the other laws that govern this new creation is the law of love. Wisdom speaking in the book of Proverbs, and she, he, he, wisdom is always referred to as a she. All the ladies ought to make me an apple pie. I don't want a store bought. Okay. And in Proverbs 31, it talks about a virtuous woman. Virtuous. The word virtuous means moral excellence. Okay. She operates in wisdom. Wisdom is speaking as a she. She is the virtuous woman, okay, that was with the father in the beginning. are you are you are you hearing that? She's not talking about one specific woman that's got all of this together, okay? He's talking about wisdom. And wisdom, in her tongue, is the law of kindness. That word kindness is the word Hasid in the Hebrew. In the New Testament, the word that parallels that for love in the New Testament, in the Greek, is agape. And it is God's love. It's pure. It's not, it it has no hidden motives whatsoever. Okay. Okay so wisdom has in her mouth the law of agape hasid god's love no hidden motivations okay not uh trying to promote itself so it's the law of kindness we've talked about that now the law of kindness or the law of love is what it's referred to in James. And it's referred to as the royal law. Now you've heard me make these statements if you've been following. But I, I'm setting a foundation to where I want to go to this next place. Because I'm going to introduce a new law to you. Okay? Yeah. I'm tired of all this law. Well, look at what it's got in some of the cities around our country. The system doesn't work when you do away with the law because great the grace of God is the one that set up these truths. Are you following me? We could, enter, we could intertwine or we could invert if we wanted to the word principle, but when I say principle, some people think, well, I can take it or leave it. Law is more emphatic. That's why I use it. These truths have been hidden from from the very foundation of the world to fallen human nature and they have been reserved for the body of Christ. The love of God is the royal law that governs everything. Jesus put it like this. All of the external laws are the uh, moral code if you would that was given to moses hangs on two laws to love the lord thy god with all thy heart all thy mind and all thy soul how much all of it that means being able to be in his presence and being vulnerable to his moving okay The second one, he said, is likened to it. It says, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, here's here's the thing. It it has to be in this order. It has to have this protocol. If not, then you're going to miss it. To love your neighbor as yourself, you have to have the first one in place. But you can't love God And you can't love your neighbor as yourself if you don't love yourself. And there are many Christians who don't love themselves. Now, I didn't say love selfishness. That's not what I said. That's not what the Scripture is talking about. Love yourself. How can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? You don't know how to love yourself. Therefore, you don't know how to love your neighbor. You don't even know how to love God. He sent his love to you while you were his enemy. A great love wherewith he has loved us and gave himself for us. If I can help you to see that law of love, then the other laws are not going to be a burden to you. You follow? But when you don't see the law of love, or any other law will become a burden to you. There are some people, faith was not meant to be a burden. But many people take it as a burden. You follow? They take it as if you got a, a, a faith is hard. And you just, no, 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 no. If you love, if you are truly resting in God's love for you, it's easy to believe him. But if you don't rest in his love, then it's going to be hard for you to believe him. Because you're trying to believe with the wrong mechanism. You're believing with your head. And listen, don't, don't misunderstand me. I work a lot of scenarios out in my head. Zona I can tell you. I have the personality. It's in my head. And just as a kid growing up, I just, I I worked it out all in my head. And I found out that I am glad that everything that I worked in my head didn't come to pass. Aren't you? Okay. You're to be governed. See, you get your head before your heart. And your heart is supposed to help you to rewire your head. When you put the Word of God in your heart... It's easy to renew the mind. But when you don't put the word of God in your heart, you have these struggles, these battles. You know, I've fought a lot of wars in my life. People don't know how many wars I have fought. But they've all been in my head. Okay? How many of you anticipated some of your relatives showing up this week? And you you had a battle in your head because of something in the past and you overreacted, took offense real quick. Woo, shout me down because of preaching real good because you haven't done it with your heart you did it with your head. Are you following? now <laughs> there this and what it says in the book of uh, Galatians. Chapter 6. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 6. We'll just read the verse. Well, we'll read through verse 5, and then we're going to read it in another translation here in a minute. Galatians chapter 6, starting with verse number 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual... Now, this is what divine spirituality, not your little, are you listening? You can fall on the floor and you can, you know, kind of float through the air, but that's not spirituality. Spirituality is defined right here. Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself least they'll also be tempted watch verse 2 bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ now i'm going to introduce that law to you the law of christ is very important we're going to come back to it here in a minute and i'm going to define it uh, a little bit better for if a man think of himself to be something when he is nothing he deceives himself Who gets deceived? The man that thinks he's somebody. Okay. But let every man prove his own work, and then then shall he have, rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burdens or his own shortcomings. You're going to have to deal with them. I can't deal with them for you. I can lighten the load and help you lift it, but I can't deal with them for you just like you can't deal with mine. Okay? Now, let's go back to verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. My dad used to put it like this. If you saw a blind man, going out into the middle of our, this Roosevelt Avenue, the busy Roosevelt, in the busiest time of the day, you saw a man going across there. And he was blind, and he didn't realize the traffic. He didn't realize all that because he can't see. He can't what? See. Would you stand on the corner and curse him and say, you stupid ignoramus, You are stepping into traffic. Or would the law of love move you with compassion to intercept that destruction? Are you understanding? now? The law of Christ. What is Christ? The, The phrase Christ. When we use the word Christ, it's not the last name that someone attached to the first name, Jesus. Christ in the Old Testament is referred to as the Messiah. In the New Testament is referred to Christ. And it means the anointed one. The one that is anointed. Now, you just write these down because we won't turn there. In Chapter 10, verse 28 of the book of Isaiah, it makes this statement. That the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Okay? He said, He said you don't have to be afraid of the Assyrian. They, the, the Israel was in captivity to them. He said, you don't have to be afraid of them. Because I am going to remove his burden from off your shoulder, and I am going to destroy his yoke from off your neck because of the anointing. Now, the word anointing there, it, it has to do with uh, being oiled. It's always associated with oil. And it means that you you are so blessed that the anointing caused you to increase it's associated with fat. <laughs> so just because you're overweight don't mean you're anointed. But it means that you're not lean. You're not in a beggarly way. You're not a, a slave to. You follow? That's what it has to, has to do with. And you'll find out that when God anointed Aaron in the Old Testament, that they poured oil on him. They anointed him with oil. Now, listen very carefully. This, you can find this in Psalms 133. When he poured oil on Aaron's head, it flowed down all the way down to his feet. That anointing is what God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with. Jesus said, You shall receive how healing all. Everybody say all, all year. He sends the Holy Spirit to come into their lives. He's saying to you, "Empowerment." Think about this. From that moment on, is when Jesus began to perform air whitting. Remember. What we said in Psalms 133, when they anointed Aaron in the old times, that get the dirtiest. What did Jesus say in the, that he, when he disrobed himself? Whose feet, what did he say to the disciples? You're sitting in, get satisfied of the greenhouse. It ain't in here. The harvest is out there. It's everything you do, everywhere you go. You think they're mad at you. Probably a longer season, they'll be mad at you. First, they're going to think that your faith is cute. And then when you do that to the prophets that were anointed in the Old Testament, did they not do it to want to kill you and think they can tolerate and be patient with someone that's immature? Wow, that went real big. Shake their hand. And I thought, if a handshake kept you, then a handshake is about as much power as you got. And the Spirit should seek to restore him in the spirit of gentleness. But keep watch over your own. What I said, you got to be bigger. The anointing of Jesus makes you bigger. So if you're truly yielding to the anointing of Jesus, you are going to over the offense. You're not supposed to be living an offended life. Are you listening? Read this. You need to be studying this yourself. Philippians, I'm sorry for telling me that. Well see if you're so full of pride that you can't be corrected even while you're anointed Holy Spirit, I trust your pride. unity and he starts with and he was patient with you that you for they will only harm your cherished unity. you know what that's what the devil does. he works through fallen human nature, flesh if you would, to tr- own interests. And consider what's this phrase? Let his mindset become your motivation. He prized learned obedience. Because he did nothing on earth as deity. He did everything on earth as a man. Amazing to me. Especially when I look at it m now be gone, been given in heaven in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. Every time it is the anointed listen very until the body of Christ accepts its responsibility, the society we live in is still going to be messed up. The Congress and the judicial system. Same principle. Every one of those branches are supposed to be, they're supposed to be occupied with anointed people. But when you allow wicked people that won't submit to the it has a protocol. They don't know why their life is messed up and they can't have proper family relationships. When you abuse, when you don't yield to the it's anointed to work one way. And we've let the world system influence how we operate that system. And now there are churches today that says, Oh, man, I, I know it's hot in here. Just remember, we're closing out this year. And keep doing it and keep doing it. And come to church and deceive yourself. I'm going to. talking about this a long time ago. In fact, I was having the meetings here. They were his meetings, but he wanted to borrow the church. And I, we allowed him to do it for three for three nights. And uh, he asked her, he said, I, I want to I want you I want to know, do you believe this? That if I pray for you, God's gonna heal you. She said I have that kind of courage. I don't want to hurt people's feelings, but at the same time, love doesn't deal with people's but he was always in trouble. He didn't want this, he didn't want to do that. And my dad it, it, Uncle Jess, who was a principal, said, he's got to come to you. So he came up to him and he took him. See, he was trying to get him to understand, you're the created. You're not the creator. Needless to say, that years went by. The young man went through a lot of heartache and trouble. And he, he finally started straightening his act to be okay it is not going to happen that's what's wrong politicians think that church belongs in this building the church is not this building the new of it it's going to take some courage it's going to take the empowerment of god but jesus came to give us the power to do so father we person and lord you're not you're not even you're not mad with with our society You're not mad with the church. You're not upset. You to grow up. Submit the way Jesus submitted to the Father. Help. And it's probable if we live healing in the mind, lives. Help us just to submit to it. Help us to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. And not to follow. Now, Lord, I thank you that in the sound of my voice, if someone is sick, love right now to the devil. We worship you. We praise you. Would you just stand with me, please? Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Holy is your name. You're good and your mercies are new every day. We worship you you alone are worthy to be worshiped you always have our best in your mind thank you Jesus and in the name of Jesus your love would just ooze out of us and touch them we give you the praise and Thanksgiving for it in Jesus name thank you for joining us today I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.